Co-op, uh, and welcome to another episode of our series on looking at creating a social movement around organic farming from scratch. Today we interviewed Chris Ennis from Series Fair Food in Melbourne. Uh, I guess you could describe it as a food hub. Uh, it's a movement in and of itself. Uh, we discuss how uh, the demand for organic food is really increasing and also how you can go about uh, setting up your own food hub, uh, your own local food hub. Uh, in your community, which we think is really, really cool. There's lots spreading up across the country. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. Jump over to the Oricot website as well. We'd love you to be a member and help us uh, create our own movement uh, of uh, organic farming, regenerative farming across the country. Uh, and uh, just reach out and say hi. We'd love to chat. G'day everybody, Sam Marwood here. We have another episode of uh, our series on how to make an organic farming movement from scratch brought to you by the Organic and Regenerative Investment Cooperative. If that's too much of a mouthful, you can just say Ori Co-op today. And now we're speaking with Chris Ennis, who is from the amazing organization, uh, which I think and I hope most people uh, have heard of, Series in Melbourne. Chris is the founder and manager of Series Fair Food, which is the online hub for food delivery and the food services uh, for Series in Melbourne. Chris, thank you very much. For joining us. Thanks for having me, Sam. Pleasure, mate. Um, so, series awesome organisation. Um, make sure people, if you're when you're watching this, you are googling at the same time. Look it up. Scroll through. Uh, they supply organic food uh, to families across the uh, the uh, town of Melbourne, and also support uh, and give good prices to the farmers, which is what we want to hear with Ori Co-op. So it's awesome. So, Chris, our topic uh, within this broader series is called Localised Food Systems and Solutions. That's what we're going to try and broadly keep this conversation to. Uh, we'll see how we go. Um, yeah. But, but before we get stuck into that, mate, we've been asking uh, all our interviewees, what is your passion and what gets you up in the morning? Okay. Um, you know, I, I think my passion is connecting people together and um and you know bringing you know pulling those new projects together that um you know make the you know around food that make the world you know more fun you know more healthy more fair place to live so that's what that's how fair food came about it was just a staff co-op that got out of hand really and now it's a you know a delivery service it was about making you know looking after staff at a, a community organization then it's just turned into a, a, a social enterprise that looks after farmers and looks after asylum seekers and looks after a whole bunch of people across melbourne who want to get involved with you know making the food system and you know um their community a better place that's so so the whole idea behind fair food wasn't that you woke up one day saying i want to develop an online system uh, that has all these networks. It was purely this: this you want to do good, you want to help people connect to their food, and it sort of evolved. Yeah. So um, we we had a you know a fresh food market that sort of served our local area, but it just really it just came out of a a, a side idea that was a staff co-op, and like so many things, you just try something you know that little and sort of chase your passion, and it turns into something a lot bigger. Love it. Love it. So, what is your uh, 
what's your love for organic foods or regenerative ag or organic farming? What's um, can you summarise that a deep uh, love within your gut? Yeah, yeah. I think um, well, my you know my ba- my background, my my one my mum's family were farmers. My dad's family were grocers, and what? Um, grocers. They had a um, you know a general store. Yeah. And um, I start. I find I realised that actually, you know, you have sometimes you just have little choice what you do in your life. And um, I sort of found myself doing both of our family businesses, and and, and one thing. And um, at, you know, sometimes I just don't think you have a choice in these things. It's sort of in the blood. And I think food, you know, food food is a really really great way to bring people together, and to do. Um, you know, other work. Sometimes it's 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 about the food, but it's not about the food. So I think that's that's you know what I really love about organic food is a really you know it's a good way in itself to um, you know to feed people, but it's also a really good way to build community. Mm. Well, that's interesting that you had the supply chain stitched up from an early age, from farmer to grocer. <laughs> um, which is what the series is all about as well. So, given your experience with series, um, uh, I love your reflections quickly on this concept of how to create a social movement around organic farming. Was was there any pointers we need to be focused on as our co-op to to really be part of this this movement? Yeah. So I think you know I think about this stuff all the time because you know we've got you know we 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 chase this path. You know, in our own enterprise at Fair Food, around convenience and competing against sort of traditional food delivery systems, and um, but the more I do it, and the more I see, um, you know, uh, other projects and things that are going on, the more I think actually we we shouldn't be competing with like you know the kind of Amazon Fresh model or the Woolworths or Coles delivery model. Um, where where it's all about absolute convenience and the driving to you know get your food to you within half an hour or an hour, you know at you know at absolute convenience. So you kind of it's sort of almost something you don't have to think about. And we've we've you know we've flipped to start thinking actually we want you know we want to make it something that you're involved in. You actually have to do a little bit of work to do. Um, and you can choose to be more involved in the way that you buy your food. So we're pushing towards more like um, getting people together to buy in bulk together and just making that really easy. So there's less packaging, but there's an opportunity to come together with a whole bunch of people to say, let's, let's buy a bag of rice, let's buy a 20-litre drum of olive oil. We'll all bring our own containers together and we'll split it up. And at that point, you know, if, if you we can make the actual transaction really simple, the joy is coming together and, you know, being with a group of people and having control with, you know, the packaging of your food, where it comes from, and then doing something together with it. So we're really looking at using food as a way of building community because we see the sort of single person living, the apartment living, the isolation, social isolation that's happening in our cities and more and more people sort of telecommuting and lots and lots of opportunities not to be face-to-face with people, you know, that to actually go, oh, actually, 
let's let's do a thing where once a month you get together with a bunch of you know people from your neighborhood and you split food up together in a really um, uh, packaging free social and also you know there's an economic reward there for it as well mm. okay so our summary summarizing that in around uh, bringing physically bringing people together um, is going to be the point of difference, in a, especially yeah. in our yeah, society, yeah. where, as you say, we're more and more isolated. Um, that could yeah. be the point of difference for this social movement. Love it. Love that perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I really think people yearn for connection. Mm. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And if you can do it in a way that's not like onerous, that has yep. benefit, that's not something extra I have to do. But is but adds to the quality of your life and the way that you interact with the planet. Um, yeah, we we think that's the way to go. Mm, brilliant. And, and and kind of you know it sort of fits in with the whole series ethos about with that stuff. We'd like people to be able to you know we're, we're all about equipping people with skills to um, make their you know, make their life with food more independent. So we teach people how to keep bees and ferment and um, cook in different ways and gather weeds and all kinds of skills that um, are really about, you know, connecting you with the earth much more. So it's sort of like, um, you know, there's a transitional skills to a less, you know, less sort of, you know, what we've got with the, with an industrial food system now. They're really about getting people, you know, clued in, ready, and enabled to build, you know, sort of really independent mm. sort of food, you know, their own food sheds. So that, you know, if the, if, you know, tomorrow if the internet dropped out, if, you know, the shit hit the fan, you, you, you know, there will be people and groups of people who knew each other, who had skills. And who could really go? Okay, yeah, life's not going to be too bad if we can do these things. Mm. If we know these things, we know how to bring out, we know how to preserve food. We know, you know, we have connections with farmers. We can grow our own food. We can, you know, we can share. And I think the the key is that is that you bring groups of people together and have skills. So leading on from that, Chris, who who are these people who want to get involved? Who is it? These people who want to connect back to their food or love organics is. It, are there a particular group of people or are you finding it's pretty broad nowadays? Oh, you know, I think it doesn't matter what neighbourhood, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter city or rural, there are people, and I think it's an innate thing, that when you get disconnected, you know, you either, you know, you, I'm sure there's some kind of like someone's identified seven stages of like mourning the industrial society of like going through, you know, of like depression, anger, you know, rage, uh, hopelessness. And then oh, I'm going to, gee, I really got to do something about this or else I'm going to be sick and I'm going to get sick. And, and so it feels like there's people coming out all over who won't go, I really want to eat well, to connect with natural systems, to, um, you know, just get more involved with, you know, myself as a, you know, as an animal rather than a consumer, you know, a commuter, uh, you know, an employee on the on that, that path. And I think there's a deep, you know, sometimes it's like hard to put into words for people, but they feel it. They go, I need to connect. 
I really, really, really need to reconnect with you know myself as a as a actually a part of ecology. Mm. Yeah, or, or you know those are those. I don't think they're you know they're any kind of type of people, but I think there's an awakening, mm. and it's getting it's just every year it seems to be getting wider and wider, and you can see it and all the projects and the things that are going on out there, that that are just catering for people who want to reconnect with the ecology. And I feel like I think about my family and my sisters. They uh, aren't particularly strong foodies or uh, into the environment yeah. necessarily, but as soon yeah. as they've had um, children, they're like, I want to make sure I know where my food's come from and I want to yeah. make sure it's organic. And, yeah. uh, it's really interesting to watch that, that journey as you, as you talk about yeah. it. Um, you get to different yeah. stages in your life probably and you reflect on what you're doing and yeah. what you're eating. Which probably and I think, a, I think a major catalyst for it is a lot of people getting sick and um you know having all kinds of eating disorders allergies um autoimmune things that that if they haven't woken up themselves it's their bodies have mm. woken woken them up and basically it's like oh, I, I, if i don't sort my food out if i don't sort out what i'm putting in my body um it's you know it's oh, i'm going to be sick miserable you know, possibly dead, mm. and I think that's bringing a lot of people to you know to eating organic and being a whole lot more conscious about you know food. So, what do we need to do to excite more people, Chris? Or is it that things are building anyway, and we just got to? Is it that we just got to keep providing uh, more opportunities or easier access, as you talked about earlier? Like, how do we how do we keep growing this? Um, or is it natural? I, I think, like you know, if you look at the statistics, uh, you know. It's this, um, the you know, healthy food, um, you know, um, avenues for people to connect um, and know more about their food is, you know, is, is, it's happening, you know, it's a, sort of one of the fastest growing areas in food. So it's, it's almost like, you, you know, we're riding a wave of it for over the last, you know, I think it started 15 or more years ago and it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. Um, so it's a really about, I think, catering for it mm. and um, providing opportunities for people to embrace it. I think a lot of it's not about being, um, you know, I think it can, if it gets too self-righteous and, you know, you're already seeing, you know, things like foodie becoming, you know, it's, you could almost equate it with hipster and having a real negative. So making it really accessible and not sort of up itself is key so um yeah just very just wide and welcoming otherwise um you'll get um you know the corporate pretenders will be coming will will go all right there's an avenue you know well let's create a brand and avenues where we can you know scoop this pool and um do it in the way that they've done everything else Mm, that's yeah i love that perspective so can we go back to series uh chris um, yeah, can you just give us uh, some statistics on on uh, the amount of people you, you serve, uh, farmers, how many farmers yep. you support, that sort of stuff? It'd be really great yep. just to hear from your example, and then I want to lead that on yep. to uh, where people can go if they don't happen to live in Melbourne and yep. be a part of your great service. Yeah, so um, we serve oh, over a f- we have about two hundred two and a half thousand regular customers. And um, we're, you know, roughly a a thousand a week. And um, so most people order fortnightly from us. Uh, We go all over Melbourne. 
um, we have these things called food hosts. So you can get food delivered to your door like a normal, you know, like a regular delivery service. But what we really love is delivering to, and it's um, it's basically someone's veranda. It might be someone's business. It might be a community centre where you can go and pick up your groceries. And there might be 10 families or so connected to that food host and you can choose wherever that food host. And we've got 70, 73 or 74 of those around Melbourne. So there's lots. There's lots around. Um, and that's a place where, you know, we, we, make, we offer free delivery because we think when people cooperate and use sort of, you know, existing community resources, you know, something simple like a veranda, um, it's a really nice way to start kick off that sort of community building approach that I was talking about earlier. Um, so 70 of those, we support uh, over 100 small farmers and grocery makers. So we do, you know, the farmer that brings us three or four bins of produce and right down to someone who on their way to work drops off, you know, uh, you know, a few boxes of lemons, you know, from their organic you know, lemon orchard that they use, they just do part-time. And we really love um, supporting someone who's just getting into farming and who's like going, okay, I've only got a few, you know, I've only got a box every other week. We, um, you know, we'll support that person as much as we'll support the person who brings us a truckload of stuff because it's that the, you know, it's the number and diversity of farmers that makes this whole system work. You know, if things are just down to a few big farmers, we'll get ourselves into trouble. Mm. And, and so whenever, you know, we see a new person coming on the scene and they're just starting off, we really, really love engaging with them and going, yeah, we'll buy your stuff. You know, That's we'll, great. You know, I love we'll, that. We'll, get, we'll help you. And it's also just quite, you know, it's the relationships. So there's a, you know, there's a real, you know, a joy in having the connections with, uh, you know, a whole diverse group of different people who are doing and growing or making things and being part of their you know their journey to growing a you know growing a business and even if it does stay small and it's just sort of a sideline like you know we've got people who just grow you know um like say fijoas or, or chestnuts and we'll only see them through a season which might be six you know six to ten weeks and, but we do that every year and it becomes, you know, it becomes a season and something to look forward to and celebrate and re we reconnect and we don't hear from them for another nine months. So, but it's, it's, you know, after you do that for five or six years, you just develop a real pattern that's something to get excited about. It's just like, oh, we're going to see them again. We're going to have those Fijoas or have those chestnuts again. And it's, you know, you, you just, you're starting to create something. Is a, I'm really passionate about supporting uh, startup farmers. So, yep. from a serious point of view, do you have like a, a, a product that you, or uh, that you think, oh, wouldn't it be great if someone grew this? I want to. Is yep. there a shout out to some entrepreneurial farmers out there? We if you grow um, this, you'll so, have it. So we we often it's like um, it it's uh, so it's climate or regional specific. So we've got um, – so the chestnut grower that we were talking about before, we've – feedgoers have become a real popular thing that we can't get enough of, and their climate is just perfect for growing it. They're already into tree crops. So we say, grow those. Mm -hmm. And um, whereas someone else might be, you know, we're, we're looking for heritage, you know, kind of crazy pumpkins. 
that we couldn't get hold of that someone was just like oh that's right up my alley so often it's like it will be the person and what their land is capable of that we talk to because there's lots of stuff that's not out there you know mm. pomegranates can't get enough pomegranates right now you know it's that, that's something that's really i know i think would go really well so there's always there's always something and it's always there's always something new that's sort of coming on going yeah wow yeah we could grow you know not so long ago you know we you know it was broccoli it was then it was bok choy and it was you know all these things that you know if you think about them now where they're just such almost a commodity it's like actually they were brand they were a brand new thing mm. you know a while ago kale oh my god you know five years ago i couldn't sell 10 bunches of kale a week and now you know yeah, everyone knows the kale story <laughs> That's great. I love that. If you are an aspiring farmer, go talk to Ceres and, and, and stitch up the supply chain from the start. That's that's brilliant. <laughs> that's really good. And, and just back on the, the 70 or 74... Um, um, Food hosts. Hosts, that's it. Um, yeah. They're volunteers. Is that right? That's, they're volunteers. That is they're volunteers. Like, why, what's driving these people over there? Obviously, you've got something that's um, um, just making them so passionate about this. So food food hosts, and more and more, first we just offered a discount and we thought that would be, you know, the good thing. But actually more and more people aren't interested in, that's not the bit that they're interested in. That's about wanting to make a, a contribution. And, and we haven't, um, up until recently, we haven't really asked a lot of, you know, more than just like, you know, we'd love to use your, you know, your front veranda and a little bit of your time. But more and more people are actually, they want to make a contribution and they want to go, oh, look, I want to be involved. I want to make a difference. And that's the motivation. And we're trying now, we're, this this year is a big year for us to go, actually, how can we harness that and, and you know, make a bigger impact in our communities and have our food hosts be much, be you know, the people who have time beyond, you know, who want to. To go, okay. How can actually we draw in the community around you and build the sort of, you know, the things that we're talking about—the groups who share food, who help skill each other up, who you know, who create those little, um, you know, food buying communities—and yeah. that that you know, they're going to take us past the apocalypse. <laughs> I just think that's so good. I, I just love the idea that um, you can start businesses and then just people just love it so much they yeah. want to help out it's sort of a, it must be such a good feeling for the series team i guess knowing that there's people just backing you all the way it, um, it's, yeah. it's brilliant yeah well i think because series is what it is as a you know a not-for-profit and uh you know just a place that you know we've we, after years of trying to explain it we've said we've sort of like you know got down to oh series is a place that helps people fall in love with the earth and if you take that follow that through you know, when when people are, are living by that and going, oh, you know, I, I feel that great love for the earth, you're actually, you know, what aren't you prepared to do? And it's quite, it's joyful, this sort of, you know, that sort of work. It's just like, actually, you know, love is a massive motivator. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, um, you know, people just want to give to that. Mm. So you probably fired up a lot of people, Chris, watching now. Uh, or listening, and but they probably live in Tamworth or Shepparton, yeah, and they're really frustrated that they can't be part of series. Uh, yeah, 
can you are there other organisations like what you're doing across the country? And if not, if if in town or your your local area doesn't yeah. have one, what can people yeah. do to start their own? Is it is it is it possible? Yeah. Well, um, you know, there's it's quite been quite amazing in the last you know few years of places that are going. Yeah, we'd love something like that happening in our town, and just doing it. Places like Beechworth Beechworth Co-op. Um, you know, places that have been doing it for years, like Grow Lightly in South Gippsland. Um, these are like regional food hubs that have done it in their own way, whether it's a shop or a box scheme. And they, you know, based in a small town, and if we had the success rate or the participation rate of those guys, we'd probably have, you know, we'd have half a million households. Um, because, like, towns, small towns have embraced these, um, you know, I think the better suited for it because also they have the access and everybody knows you know there are producers close by so you know the transport is pretty close for someone farming on the edge of town or even who's got a few you know i've got a backyard i've got an orchard and, and it's big enough actually to supply this you know a fair amount of fruit and so bringing a whole bunch of people together who who grow um, and local producers into a town really, I've seen it really unite yeah. small towns and create really dynamic, um, you know, food organisations that, have, you know, that's extraordinary, really actually extraordinary, much more, I feel they're much more connected than a Melbourne-based um, organisation like us. And, you know, I feel pretty connected, but those, I think, at scale really works. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, and it, you know, well, it sounds like this isn't uh, a new concept anymore. So there must be templates, processes, people yeah. all over the country that you yeah. can just Google, find their yeah. names, give them a call, um, yeah. and you can get it That's going. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's happening all over, and I think there are great examples and people to talk to, um, you know, from you know from towns of similar sizes to go. Okay, how did they do it? You know, you know, and often it's a, it's a spare space. It's a few people, you know, it's always been, it's always, you know, half a dozen people bringing some growers together and pulling their friends in. And um, if they do it well, um, people people follow. And often there's an economic thing too. It's just like, actually, you're bringing really good food at a really, at a good price together in my local community. Why, well, actually, we don't actually have that option other, you know, I have to drive a long way to get, to get that. And so... They take off. They mm. really take Well, Chris, I've loved this. I appreciate your time. Uh, I hope people are fired up uh, watching this and are going to start their own hubs across the country. Uh, where can people go to find out more about Ceres or sign up? They just Google Ceres and they'll find it, C-E-R-E-S. C-E-R-E-S, and, we're, um, and the food delivery business is called Ceres Fair Food. Okay. So make sure you get that right. Type that in properly. <laughs> Uh, Chris, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time uh, and looking forward to just watching the journey of series and uh, series plus, as in everyone copying and pasting across the country, your great work. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Cheers, Sam. Great to talk to you. Thanks for your attention. We hope you really enjoyed that interview. We are the Organic and Regenerative Investment Cooperative. We would love for you to sign up, become a member, uh, follow us on all the social media accounts, connect with other like-minded people who uh, want to see organic farming thrive across Australia. Uh, please watch the other videos in our series as well and, and share amongst your friends and family. Uh, but please do get in contact. Uh, we'd love to chat.